Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, beourhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. It really is uh, awful to, that, this, that there's even a need in Macosta County for Angels of Action, but uh, the sad truth is there just is. So um, thank you so much for, for just being who God created you to be, doing what he's asked you to do. I'm, I'm praying for three more of you so that we can cover Lake and Osceola and Nuego as well because the problem's not just, uh, not just here. Good morning, church. So I'm so excited to be here and share with you this morning. Now I feel like, God, there's hungry kids out there. It's like, man, what are we doing in here? No, but I, um, I, really, am, I really do have something very hopeful for you guys this morning. And, and thank you uh, to, to Rhonda for um, speaking last week, allowing Siobhan and I to, uh, to get away. Um, if you've got Bibles, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 12 in a little bit. And if you don't, we'll... We'll put it up for you. We love you uh, so much that we're going to make sure you, you can follow along. Um, but yeah, we were able to go to Boston this last week, and uh, super, super cool. I got to uh, tour Fenway Park, got to stand on the Green Monster, and uh, oh, it was just, it was like everything I always hoped it would be. It was fantastic. Um, it was, uh, it was just a great trip. So thank you, Rhonda, for, for speaking from your heart. She didn't even, she didn't even share the message that I, that I uh, thought she was going to share. So she has another great message that I can't wait for you to hear another time. And thanks to Jack and Nola to just step up like that and lead worship. Just, man, great job. <laughs> Sounded good, and I, I love you guys very much. You know, sometimes it's in the hustle and bustle of a Sunday morning, I don't get to say it but I really do love you guys. I appreciate you. So if you ever feel like, boy, pastor didn't even say good morning to me, please don't take it personally. Um, I am just like a, a wound spring on a Sunday morning because every, we, we created this place for you. We're here for you. This exists because we want to bless you. And uh, I take personal responsibility for just about everything that, that takes place on a Sunday morning. So um, to be able to step away for, from that for even a week such a blessing. Such a blessing. So I love you guys very much. Thank you for, for, um, for all stepping up. 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to read, um, let's see if this thing's going to work for me this morning. Let's do, uh, let's do verse 18. It says, but God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires a diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. Pray with me, Father, we love you so much. I just thank you that uh, you created me, and my only job is just to be the me you created. I don't have to try to be anybody else. And thank you that you are continually conforming me into the image of your son, Jesus. And I, I just pray that your revelation would be released through me every time I preach the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. And please, Father, let the Tigers beat Oakland today. They played every day this week. They didn't win a single game. Give them a little help today. Amen. Amen. Oh, goodness, what a week, too. Um, Good week, but a full week 
a very full week. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not pointing at you for any specific reason. I just like your hat. Uh, we got to go down and spend a little bit of time with Pastor Kevin Barry this week. That's uh, at Mount Hope. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Kevin Barry is my pastor. He is the head pastor of our parent church, Mount Hope Assembly of God in Lansing. They're the biggest assembly of God in the state. And um, every time I go down, I'm just blown away by the culture of honor, the way they love on each other, the way their staff and their volunteers um, honor each other, um, the integrity of the, whole, of the whole ministry is just um, so impressive. And uh, I also got, Ronna, you're taller than I am. Uh, I got to um, hear Pastor Dave Williams, who was the founding pastor of that church and just a legend. I mean, now he's retired, but he, he writes and he t- um, travels and um, just an amazing man. He taught on excellence, and of course, he like nailed it. I mean, it was fantastic. And it's, you know, it's hard for me to walk away from there and not feel like just hanging it up. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to hear men like that do this and then even think that I do this. You know what I mean? Because what I'm doing, what they're doing, doesn't seem to be even close to the same thing. But uh, anybody else ever feel that way? Who can relate? <laughs> uh, I do that even in work. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, God's blessed me to be uh, uh, very good at what I do. You know, as a, as a, in selling real estate, I've, I've been able to be um, very successful, and I'm, I'm blessed. And yet, whether it's a gift or a curse, I'm so competitive that I can't help but think, well, but how are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I'm the best, but I know that there are other people who are better than me. You know? Who's with me? No matter what you do, I hope you, you can relate to this. So, you know, I might, I might sell this much, but they're better with people. You know what I mean? Or they've got way more experience, or they're better uh, negotiators, or they're, um, they sell uh, bigger, better houses. You know? And and these are wonderful people. You know, all the professionals I work with, are, they're, they're great people for the most part. For the most part. But, but in my mind, I start to get defensive about their success as though it somehow diminishes my own. I'm being real, 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 real with you this morning because one of our core values here is that we'll be genuine and authentic at all times, right? So I'm just... I'm just being as honest with you as I can. For whatever reason, I have to think negatively about them to feel better about me. Why is that? I got to somehow knock them down in my mind so I can puff myself up. Right? And it gets, I mean, in music, I know you guys think that I'm awesome at everything. And I appreciate that. For the most part, you're right, but... But I'm telling you, I, I struggle with this stuff too. I struggle with comparing myself to other people. When I was younger, I, I had a dream like a lot of people. I wanted to be a musician. And I had some opportunities that I could have pursued, but I was scared. You know? I could have auditioned for some things. I could have tried out for some, some labels and some different things. Uh, one time I was out in uh, California at this big music event, and I met this legendary uh, music producer. He's like in the Hall of Fame. He's worked with like 
everybody, everybody, everybody. And he liked me. He was interested in me. He gave me his personal phone number and email. He asked me to contact him. He wanted me to send him stuff, and I never did. I got back home. I looked at that card for about three years, and I never picked up the phone. I never emailed him anything because I was scared to find out I wasn't good enough. Anybody ever feel that way? Too scared to find out I wasn't as good as, so I did nothing. See how this works? This is, this is where comparison gets you. It can shut you down just like that because what if Joni saw those other ministries that were doing the exact same thing she's doing and just decided, I'm not as good as that. I can't, I can't do that in little big rapids. I just won't bother. There wouldn't be 800 bags a week today if she had let that, that fear, that comparison, keep her from doing what she can do. Uh, one of my favorite presidents, Teddy Roosevelt, he said this. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Pretty good. Comparison is the thief of joy. Have you guys ever struggled with this? Have you ever felt like you weren't good enough or that you're pretty good at something but someone else is better so it makes you feel like you can't, like, like you see Michael Jordan dunk from the free throw line so you don't even play horse in your yard anymore. You know what I mean? You see Michael Phelps so you don't even bother getting in the pool, right? Steve, you know what Steve Jobs has accomplished so you don't start your small business. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is what people, this is real stuff that people actually do. And, I mean, even the disciples, I mean, you're in, we're, this is not a new problem. Even the disciples were arguing and, and judging each other, comparing themselves to each other. You guys stay in 1 Corinthians if you're there, but I'm going to switch over to uh, Luke 22. It says, the disciples bickered over which one of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom. You know it, it had to be Peter, James, and John, right? Like everyone else already knew they weren't as good as those guys because Jesus always favored those three. Don't you think that had to be in their mind? Like I'm lesser than, you know, I'm not as good. He always picks those three. And so they're all arguing about who's going to be the greatest Jesus, he knew what they were up to. He interrupts them. He says, The kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. They're obsessed with how others see them. Guilty? But this is not your calling. You will lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. The greatest honor and authority is reserved for one who has a servant heart. The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes, but in the kingdom, it's the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as one who serves you? A servant's heart, by the way, the reason I highlighted it, a servant's heart, and I really want you guys to get this, is like the first requirement to be a leader in the church. Okay? Pastor Kevin taught me this. A servant's heart is the first prerequisite for being a leader in the church. The second is a teachable attitude. And the last one is a desire to grow ever closer to Jesus. Why do I tell you this? Because lo I'm looking at a room of leaders. 
whether you believe it or not, you're all leaders in the church. And these are the three things I hope I model for you. I hope that I have a servant's heart, that I, that I am teachable, that I am always trying to be more like him. Another one of our core values here is that we believe every member is a minister, right? Ephesians 4.16 says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. How about that? Each person playing their role helps everyone to grow. You were fearfully and wonderfully made to be you. Can you just, can you just accept that as truth right now? You were fearfully and wonderfully made to be you. It says, but God has carefully designed. God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires because a diversity is required. If we were all, I mean, how ridiculous would it be if we all wanted to be the mouth? You know what I mean? And nobody was ears. You've all, you guys all know how challenging it is for a person who can't hear. Their speech is often labored. It doesn't come out quite right. And how ridiculous would the whole head be if there weren't feet to carry it where it needs to go. But we all, we all make ourselves real busy telling, telling ourselves what we can't do. You know, because we aren't as good at it as someone else. Instead of just doing the thing that God's created us to do, we start getting nasty. We get nasty about this, you know, these people who are out there doing it. We, you see it online. Anybody been on YouTube ever? You go to watch like your favorite um, preacher speak or, or like a, a praise band play and look at the comments and, the, and the, the thumbs down. There are people whose that's all they do is just dislike things on the internet. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And it's like if they, if they can tear down this preacher or that preacher or author or whatever it is, you know, no matter who it is that gets some sort of prominence, this wave comes up to try to tear them down, right? No matter who you Google, you'll find, like, why they're the devil. Do you know what I mean? Why they're, like, doing the wrong thing. You know, but we do it even on the personal level amongst each other. It's like, you know, we'll, that one's more spiritual than I am. You know, this person is always hearing from God, and I, I'm not hearing from God like them. So maybe they're a better Christian. Maybe I'm not even saved. I mean, maybe Jesus likes them better than me. This is a, it's a lie. Do you get that? It's a lie. It's one of the most effective lies that the devil has because if he can get you to start comparing yourself to you, it can shut you down. It can keep you from doing the one simple thing he had for you to do. You think you're not good enough to make a difference. You couldn't possibly have an impact. See, comparison is the thief of joy, but that's not the only thing it steals from you. 
If you'll let it, it'll rob you of your destiny. It'll rob you of your purpose. It'll rob you of making a difference. And that's not just stolen from you. That's stolen from us. You're stealing from all of us your impact. I think this is the most important message I've ever shared. I think you're here because God loves you like crazy. Like, I don't know, there's so many things I don't know, but that I know for sure. Jesus is crazy about you. God loves you so much. He's got you here this morning. I don't care if you've been at this church for 20 minutes, two years, two decades. You're here this morning because this is true, and this is something you need to get. It'll set you free, and it'll change the world around you. That's how, that's how fired up I am about this. God created you to be you. He made you special and especially for his purpose. No one but you could make an impact, an impact on the people in your life the way you can. They just can't. There's no way I can impact the people closest to you the way you can. It's impossible. See, the, the secret that people don't realize is it's the hidden parts of the body that keep it alive. It isn't the mouth and the ears and the... Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the parts you don't even notice working that are keeping you breathing right now. They're the parts keeping everything running. You, you, everybody understands what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what keeps the body alive? The heart. And you can be that to somebody who's out there dying without it. See, the next chapter... Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, it sums it all up, but we miss it all the time. It says, the, of all these gifts that he's called people to do, this one and that one, he says, the greatest of all these gifts is to be really good at playing guitar. No? That isn't it? That's not the greatest gift of all? Is it singing beautifully? Is it preaching or putting on a show or any of these things? No. It says the greatest of all these gifts, preaching, teaching, evangelism, all of this prophecy, all this stuff, the greatest is love. Everyone in here can be the greatest. You can be the Muhammad Ali of loving the people in your life. Okay? You can be the Tom Brady of encouraging the people around you. You, know? you can be the Babe Ruth of building people up. I'm serious. No one in the history of the world can show love to the person sitting right next to you the way you can right now. Nobody. Doesn't matter how famous they are. Doesn't matter how much money they got in the bank. Nobody else can love the person next to you the way you can right this minute. I'm telling you the truth, but it's, it's hard to hear because you've been believing this lie for so long that your life isn't important. That one person can't make a difference. That you're not qualified, you're not called, you're not as good, so you should just shut up. You should stay quiet. Don't bother anybody. Ted Williams was the greatest hitter in baseball history. Lifetime batting average, 344. Realize that means 
he got a hit one out of every three times he went to bat. Two-thirds of the time he failed, and he's the greatest to ever play the game. Why am I telling you this? This is how God thinks about you. He's not disappointed in you when you, when you swing and miss. He's disappointed for you. Do you get that? He's not disappointed in you when you're, you're too scared to act. He's disappointed for you because he knows what he has for you. He's like that little league dad. He's forever cheering you on. He's forever rooting for you. He's forever saying, you got the next one. You got the next one. Shake it off, Jeremy. You got the next one, buddy. You got this. That's God. That's the Father. That's how he thinks about you. He's not the dad getting in fights with umpires and yelling at, at other parents and, you know, threatening to take his belt out. That's not him. He's the other dad. You got the next one. You got this. That's how your heavenly father thinks about you. Don't let comparison steal your joy. Don't let it happen. Say this one time, I refuse. We better say it one more time. That wasn't good at all. I refuse to let comparison rob me of my impact. What do you think would happen if you believe that? What would happen just in this church if we believe that and we started encouraging each other, building each other up instead of trying to break other people down? What would happen if you refused to let comparison steal your joy, your creativity, your destiny, your impact? What would happen in your life if you believed what I'm telling you and you took that chance and began to dream again? You ever had a, a dream uh, that you just, you took from everybody because you were too scared to just put that foot forward? I know I have. I've had dozens of them. But God's out there saying, you got the next one. You got the next one. Come on, you got this. Swing away. Swing away. Right? I'm just skipping ahead to where I'm supposed to be. I'm telling you, this is world-changing stuff. You got this. You got this. Nobody else can do it but you. Nobody else can have an impact on the people around you like you. Do you believe that? Why don't you stand and pray with me? <sighs> Jesus, help me. Forgive me for, for the way I... I use negativity to try to tear other people down in my mind. Lord, help me to get my mind right. Help me to think the way you do. Help me to see the people around me the way you see them and begin to call out the goodness that's in them, to begin to call out the greatness in the people around me. Father, help me to love people the way that you've loved me, the way that you've loved the church. Father, I pray right now dreams will begin to be deposited in the hearts and minds of the, of the people listening to this. I pray a supernatural love would begin to rise up inside the hearts of every, every one of us. 
I pray you would change our eyes right now that when we step out of this place, we're seeing people the way you see them. Help, you're gonna, your love will flow through us to them. They will, they will walk away feeling like they just had an encounter with something that, that was inspiring, something that was uplifting, something that, that was encouraging. Father, help us to be that voice in the community. Let it start right in our own hearts, Father. We are children of the Most High God, created in His image. We are children of the King. Father, let those thoughts begin to rise up in us. Let each one of us begin to see ourselves for who we truly are, begin to speak to ourselves the way that, that you think of us, Father. Let our hearts be right, because I know that if our hearts are right, everything else will, will flow from it. Father, I just thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom from the lie that we're not good enough. Thank you for freedom from the lie that, that there's someone else who could do it better. I thank you for the truth that you've created each of us carefully to fit into the body the way you designed it. We just love you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys very much. And uh, if anybody needs prayer, if anybody's struggling with anything physically, spiritually, whatever it might be, we're going to have people up here to pray with you. Um, please don't feel like you've got to rush out of here. This space is for you. So um, anyway, I hope you, I hope you took something good from this, and uh, we'll see you next week, all right? All right, be blessed. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.